0: Sure, and welcome to Chapter 80 of our podcast. After being away for a week, I will have a report on my trip back to
1: Canada. And I will have a report on the heat wave you left me alone to deal with. Oh,
0: joy, now a heat wave is my fault. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, this is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Okay, I know you don't want me to talk about this.
1: No. Well, Uh, well, well, so... So, just even with with the hot weather, we've been taking our yeah. morning walks. Our morning
0: walks, uh, and in the forest, it's not that crazy. We're, we're going to talk about the uh, le canicule. Is mm-hmm. that how you
1: say it? Canicule. Canicule.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the heat wave here in a second. But no, no. We were on another one of our walks uh, this morning with the dogs, and we come across a guy that we frequently pass on the uh, on the on the trail. And we know that he is uh, English, British, whatever. Uh, and he's, he's been here for years. Years, like what?
1: Six, eight years? I have no idea. He, I don't know.
0: No, he told you one time. It was many, I, many... I've
1: forgotten. Many,
0: many, many years. And so I just, you know, I, I, I'm trying to work on my French and uh, just happily say, hey, bonjour. And he looks at me and it, it, it nothing. No response. No response. Uh, so I thought, oh, maybe he didn't hear me as I get closer. I said, uh, and again, he looks at me and it, uh, so here's the thing. And this is what peeved me. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. It Uh wasn't like, uh, I, I didn't understand you. It was, and and this is just, you know, this is me. You're,
1: you're. uh, Yeah. Extrapolating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Projecting. Yeah. I'm projecting fine, but it was defiant. That's what it was. That's what I got from him. It was defiant. It was... I'm English, I'm superior, I have a superiority complex, and I if I choose to move to France, I shall speak my own language, and I will not speak French if I don't want to. Like that's what I I know. I know uh, this could be fiction. No, no, I know this 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 is probably my problem. I get that. It could be complete fiction, but that's what I got from it. And then so then I called him out on it. I said, What well, you can't even <laughs> I said, you can't even you can't even respond to Savoy in French? And he still
1: didn't say anything. Yeah, no, then, he did in English.
0: Yeah he didn't he didn't respond to that comment he just started talking to you i kept walking with the dogs because i don't want any part of that here's the thing like if you move to some to another country i firmly believe in assimilation i firmly believe in that in all instances like if you move to canada from some other part of the world you learn one of the two official languages that's how it works that's
1: how it works yeah
0: you learn french or english and in this case This guy has been here for a long time and he refuses to even like if you I understand like people like Ian took classes for a while and he said it was too tough for me. But Ian learns as a result of being here and he's he's not afraid of the language. He he's not defiant about uh, being, you know, unilingually uh, English and he he learns enough for his trade. But, But this guy is like, nope. Like, arms crossed, I'm not learning French. So I understand if you don't want to take lessons, but I don't understand the defiance. And uh, if you can't answer bonjour or ça va, uh, I don't want anything to do with you.
1: Yeah, well, you you, you fabricated this story. That's great. Uh, my theory is that he he's walking his solo dog, and we walk three big dogs. You, can, you
0: can't say bonjour
1: no, I get that. But I think he was concerned, like he was buckling up his dog. Oh, it...
0: you are just, you're no. willing to, oh, Well, okay. I'm, I, and, I,
1: and the question he did ask me is, are you coming back this way? Because he doesn't like crossing no. with our three dogs. Well,
0: I don't like crossing, period, now. I mean, if you can't, if you can't, like, it's like it's like saying hi and being stuck for an answer. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I well uh, you he yeah had this you, you, took it, you yeah you took
1: it to heart i I, I saw how frustrated you were but you just know, let, it go. let I, it go I'm gonna
0: let it go but uh you know what I honestly uh, if, if if I come across people who uh, will admit that they're defiant about the language, I don't want any part of them. I don't want any part of that person. But this is a
1: stranger. We don't know this uh. person. We will most likely cross paths again. So let's just reconcile.
0: And and, and the other thing, I, I, these people, <sighs> the people who come to, to a country like this or to Canada or wherever, and then they get in their little community within that country and they only speak their stuff. Oh, that drives me up a wall. If you're... Oh. Like, embrace the culture. If you're coming here, embrace the culture.
1: Well, the point of being here is to absorb a new culture, to exactly. discover new things, new tastes, new, you know, new, <sighs> new views, and and uh, yeah, I think you've done a remarkable job at not being Mr. Anglais. Yeah, it's it's like the people who
0: come down from the north and bring their own food and stuff. It's you know just <laughs> just oh man, whatever. I just don't understand a lot about people. You know this, and it's and, and some something like that just really uh, rubs me uh, rubs me the wrong it, way. I, I That's saw
1: it set you off. It didn't bother me. He's just an innocent guy walking his dog. All right. Mm. Let's,
0: let's move on. I'm. Yeah. As you mentioned off the top, uh, today actually is going to be the hottest day of the year.
1: Yeah. Yesterday broke a bunch of records. There are 19 departments that are in the red, and we're in one of them. So,
0: uh, what does that mean like because I know orange is where we've been for like while I was gone
1: sorry yeah so it's there's four grades of, of what they call vigilance so green you don't have to worry about much yellow you should you should be on guard orange or um, beware, especially if you've got you know vulnerable people around you, older mm-hmm. people, um, pets. Red means that even people who are healthy have to be careful. So they suggest wearing hats if you have to go outside. Hey, what not was doing any sports? What was
0: that thing that you mentioned to me about uh, seniors uh, registering? This is a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah, there's a number where people can register if they're you know if they're Im- Im- immune deficient if they're Vulnerable if they're older, um, so that they can talk to someone uh, if they if they get into trouble. And you can always, if you need help, call the Marie. Like and you know, there's there's a bazillion Marys in each commune, so <laughs> yeah. so um, so there's help available, and you know there's all kinds of guidelines, like don't go out between eleven in the morning and nine o'clock at night because that's the hottest time time of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was and,
0: and especially with only five percent of French homes having AC.
1: Yeah. Well, they recommend go- going to cool off in pools. They recommend going to cool off in stores. Um, stores, by the way, have to keep their temperature at 26 degrees. Uh, they can't crank the AC um, so that it's, um, you know, too frosty. Uh, they And they can't keep the door open if the AC is on. Right. They can get fined. Mm-hmm. So, but they recommend people go, go find, um, you know, a cooler place to be uh, if you have shutters, Close the shutters, shut your windows, keep the fans going, hydrate, lots of water, uh, but, you know, not too much. At one time, uh, regulate mm-hmm. over over the day, and and of course be careful with uh, with your your pets because uh, for, for them you know it's uh, it's it's very stressful, very strenuous.
0: Yeah, well, and I got that on on my phone calls home. Uh, you were kind of letting them out uh, in the morning for a little romp, but mm-hmm. you didn't take them on any walks. We've been no. since I got back. We've been on three walks. It's been great. They've loved it. Uh, but again, it's in the morning, and then at night we just kind of take them out individually, do your little pee, and then back in the house. Because really, in the evening, it's it's lethal here. And today, it's supposed to get up to forty-two degrees. Yes, forty-two degrees.
1: And overnight, apparently, the temperature is going to drop. It's going to be a spec. They call it a spectacular drop of at least ten degrees, um, and that's because there's cold air coming in from England.
0: Yeah and and uh, there's some kind of a hood what do you call it a dome a dome, a dome? Yeah
1: we're under a dome right now and so that that airstream that cold air stream is going, stream is going to push the dome into central Europe and it'll cool off and it'll allow the temperature to drop here it will also incite some pretty big storms in northern France so okay. so they're in there the the vigilance. Uh, you know the green yellow orange and red they're in orange right now but for storms not for heat
0: oh yeah I see yeah and then and then uh, as of tomorrow we're going to be down like from 42 to about tw- uh, 26 I think degree high yeah and then it's going to be kind of in the uh, mid to upper 20s for a couple of weeks which is Fantastic. Well, I love gonna, it. Well,
1: it's going to be great because it also, the temperature will drop at night. Yeah. I feel bad for a lot of people. A lot of our neighbors don't have the AC and, and you know, the temperatures weren't getting down much below. 24. 24, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's not necessarily the most enjoyable no. sleeping temperature.
0: No. So a lot of people have fans, obviously. And, and again, the, uh, you know, the thickness of uh, some of these ancient, homes the thickness of the walls of these ancient homes keep the cool in but it's still you know like even in our place we have a uh, not not the entire house is is uh, has air conditioning but we have enough that it sort of leaks into one room and, and another and it, you can still feel that it's, the it's difference. close yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah. we've been shuttered we yeah. have been shuttered and <laughs> we kind of feel like we're living inside a jail cell but <laughs> yeah but, but it's uh, going to be over soon
0: yeah and we found some new TV shows to watch. So there. Um, so, yeah, I, I decided <laughs> to uh, head home. My mom had to cancel a trip here in July. So I thought I better go see her. And that's that was the basis for this trip, really. I was gone about 10 days and uh, spent most most of my time with my mom and uh, my sister Lisa and her husband Tom. We had a great time in Kitchener. Just awesome. Got got a chance to see Angie Hill, my old uh, radio partner for lunch, that was great, but uh, didn't really... Uh, see a lot of friends on this trip, and certainly I. And it's it's, it's kind of a bummer because we I, we have a lot of friends that are, who live east of Toronto, and you know like Laurie and uh, and Darren, they're up at their lake in the Kawartha's, and uh, Dan and Lisa as well, and then Mike Mike and Linda, Mike Richards and Linda just wasn't able to squeeze all that in because this was really about mom and
1: a family first, and and some friends, but, yeah, but you were it, you were west of Toronto. Yeah,
0: it was all west of Toronto, and. Uh, uh, first of all, I just want to say that, uh, like Richard Vanderlube at uh, Trip Central, he organized this trip for me uh, from Toulouse to Montreal, which is now a year-wide uh, option. It used to be seasonal, mm-hmm. and holy cow, this is the way to go, folks! If you want to come to Southwest France, just get to Montreal. That's all I can tell you. Get to Montreal, and if you're if you're flying from Toronto, it's a breeze. Terminal one, boom. Two and a half hours. By the time you get off the plane and start boarding the next plane, it's really about an hour that you're on the ground. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You're, it's no, a- it's a
1: very smooth transition. Yeah. You're not
0: running around Frankfurt or Munich or any of these ridiculous, like, because those are just crazy. Because yeah. you have to kind of go through European, you know, security and everything all out uh, again. Yeah.
1: I-, I felt that Frankfurt was the worst transfer.
0: Yeah. So this was a breeze. Uh, please consider that if you're coming to Toulouse, because uh, it was great. But uh, so I get there. And uh, my buddy Mike uh, from the band. Right. Our,
1: uh, our, our old neighbor.
0: Yeah. Mike Maziers, Uh He he uh, volunteered to come and pick me up at the airport because I'm not spending $1,500 on a rental car for six days.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prices have gone up.
0: Ridic. Wait till I get to some of this stuff. Um so there he is. I get out of the, I get my bags, I come out and he's got a sign, Lumby. Oh gee. I wish I did. you know I wish I had had the wherewithal to take a picture yeah. of him with I've got I've, I've got the sign that he
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I brought okay. that home. Oh, Okay.
0: But uh
1: but just him holding the sign must have been hilarious cuz he's a big
0: man. Yeah. He's, he's a he's a big tall fella. And uh so that was fun and and uh hung out with uh, Mike and Michelle for uh for a couple of days before heading over to Kitchener and uh, on the Sunday. And man, these guys, the guys in the band that I used to play in the Bourbon Brethren. They gave up like they don't do a lot of practicing in the summer because everybody's got like a cottage or a trailer busy. or something. Yeah. They all gave up their Sundays uh, oh. at the lake to come and play.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so sweet.
0: So Bruce and Dave and Steve and Mike and and we just it was it was like uh, it was like riding a bike. Uh, for geez. the most part. Like I remembered most of the stuff from Were they pl- still
1: playing the same songs? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, no, but, the, but there were some new ones like oh, okay. Yeah, Hard to Handle by the The Crows, Black Crows, and Uh that's got a really cool drum beat to it, so I picked that up and a few others, and oh, and If I Had a Rocket Launcher by, uh, that, which is an amazing song by Bruce Coburn, and um, so anyway, I got to play some new stuff and some of the old stuff, and and then uh, Mike threw some burgers on, and...
1: Oh, it sounds like it was a lovely time.
0: Lovely time, and then on the Saturday... Uh, The Saturday night before uh, we practiced, I thought, well, Mike and Michelle have been so hospitable. and So I I took them to the Glen Tavern, our favorite. Oh,
1: I used to love the Glen Tavern.
0: In Georgetown. Now, let me just tell you something. Everything was uh, as good as you remember it. Yeah. But the prices.
1: (laughs) What? Well, the price of everything. Okay,
0: but hang on. Hang on. We're in Georgetown, Ontario. Not Paris. Not, you know, Tokyo or New York. We're in Georgetown, Ontario. Should a six-ounce glass of wine cost $15? Should a nine-ounce glass of wine cost $25? Are you insane?
1: Yeah, well, that's where living in Southwest France is a huge advantage.
0: Three bucks, four bucks for a glass of wine here. Euros, euros.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and and good. Like it's it's not as if it's swill. It it's you know a a reputable, nice grape.
0: Twenty. Just in case you were wondering, don't rewind. Twenty five dollars for a nine ounce glass of wine, not for the bottle.
1: (laughs) So where was this wine from? Pray tell. It was
0: it was a California cab. California. You know. Yeah.
1: Same I continent.
0: Know. Oh yeah. Wow. Anyway, everything was great. No no
1: complaints about the restaurant. Just that it was, it was a little that bit pricier than, was, than and, you remembered. And here's
0: another interesting thing that's going on now in Canada. And uh, this was verified by a few people. And I didn't take note of it whether this was the case at the at the Glen, but uh the the, you know, the t- automatic tipping. So so first of all, yeah. you can't do automatic tipping on the machines in France, period.
1: No, it, no, it's not available yet.
0: Sometimes you can say, can you just make the bill this, in, in which they will, but they they actually find that almost an imposition they'd rather you just, if you're going to tip, just leave cash. Anyway, as you know, in Canada, you can leave a tip on the machine. Well, <laughs> when I left, when we left in 2020, yeah the options were as follows, 10%, 15%, <laughs> and 20%. Yep. Those were the options.
1: I think it started at 15. 15, 18, 20.
0: Well, it starts at 18 now. And it goes to 20, 25, 30, and then somebody... 30. Yeah, 30. Oh, yeah. I'm tipping 30% on a meal. Get off.
1: (laughs) Uh, Because we're we're good. Well, that would have to be really good service. Wait, there's more. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh And then there's one on some of these uh, devices... Somebody told me this that said, as a tip, the best service ever. And it doesn't even tell you what the percentage is. The best service ever.
1: Well, that's not right. Well,
0: exactly. So, anywho, um, (laughs) we've always been good tippers. Like We've always been in the 20% mark. Yeah.
1: And, And
0: remember, here's another thing to remember. If you tip 20%, on the bill, on the machine, you're also tipping for the tax. That's right. So I tip eighteen and that amounts to twenty percent on the meal
1: right. or more. Right. Right. Yeah, because the tax is already included in, in the final bill. Yeah. And then if you do twenty percent of that net amount, yeah. you're yeah, you're actually paying more than twenty percent. Re ridiculous well, there's another advantage to being here because service is usually included with the meal, and people that serve us are super surprised because we're, we're we're always making sure that good service is rewarded.
0: Well, I'm not sure if service is included, but but the difference is they get. I think the servers get paid more here than they do in Canada as a as a wage. That's my understanding. But yeah, we leave a tip, and they're very appreciative. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was. That was that that was shocking and even even Mike who's who's living there now said that's 25 for a nine ounce glass that's nuts that's yeah. crazy.
1: Well, I mean how much do you think the bottle was worth?
0: Well, the bottle was was purchased I can guarantee you that bottle was purchased for 25 or under right. and a, a restaurant price probably I'm gonna say that bottle was probably 18 20 bucks max mm. so anyway, well whatever. And, but here's the thing. Yeah. Restaurant was jammed.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they have, uh, you know, a corner on the market. There's not a lot of high-end restoration uh, in that area that I can remember.
0: No, I know. No, they, they, yeah, they have a few nice restaurants in Georgetown. Uh, but it's funny, a buddy of mine who... Uh, who lives in Georgetown has always said that the the Glen's been expensive, and we we never found it to be.
1: Well, it was it, no, it was always expensive. Yeah. yeah, but it was also freaking delicious. It is. It, it was worth it.
0: Yeah, and Ben runs a really great restaurant there. That 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 was just you know whatever. I didn't see him there. He wasn't there, Ben. But uh. <laughs> so anyway, the rest of the trip, I'm kind of hanging out with mom, and mm. um, it was just great. You know, my my dad passed a few years ago, and it's been tough on my mom, and uh, and you know my mom is always likes to be busy and she's got a, just a mammoth legacy uh uh to her life um you know she started out in she as, was a as pioneer a pioneer in television uh on live on TV bringing up three kids while doing this and always being home at lunch always being home at 3:30 uh, documentary film producer, writer, editor, narrator, narrator, <laughs> yeah, narrator. You know, and then she did all the mixing and the music and everything. And then with Size Small, the, the 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 TV show for ten years in the eighties, she she's been a major contributor. And she just has felt, ah, I want to do something. So. I look around, and she really didn't have a a, a a computer to use. So that was the. So fortunately, that was on the Monday, and I still had the whole week. So we went. It was really fun. We went shopping for a computer, and we went to Staples, and we went back to Best Buy and Staples, and you know, we we're trying to find <laughs> comparison the, shopping. Yeah, comparison shopping, which she loved, <laughs> and, uh, and and we was settled on it. Got her set up, and she has been nonstop writing i set her up with some folders and yeah. was teaching her the save as and you know all the stuff that you have to do to keep it uh, nice and neat oh no wait you don't know oh, that. Po- <laughs> <laughs> no you have no idea about save as
1: what can i <laughs> chuck what can i chuck you
0: should see julie's
1: desktop no oh, <laughs> seriously that's just i have my own system that's not a system it's a system she's got four thousand <laughs> icons on her
0: desktop. i have
1: files on my desktop I have fi- labeled files that contain other oh documents. God. Anyway,
0: uh, my mom picked it up quite easily, and uh, and so she's got that going, and and it was really fun getting that set up for her. And we and didn't... I
1: loved your suggestion. You you suggested to your mom that maybe she should collect all of these stories, and you know, in the end, and perhaps. You know, to have a book or yeah. some some kind of you know memoir, yeah, m- memoir of the life she's had,
0: and 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 it's really incredible. And and you you mentioned something because I called you when we were talking about this, my mom and I, and I was I was listing all of the you know the work uh, related legacy elements, you know, uh, as I just mentioned, and then you were the one who said and. Uh, being a single mom in the fifties—or sorry, single mom.
1: (laughs) No, no, sorry, sorry, I screwed
0: that up. A working mom in the—you
1: sure did. She was a working mom. I'm like, sorry. Back she in- was never a single mom. <laughs> never. I'm sorry. And
0: and and listen, if you are a single mom, I'm. I'm. I'm okay, let's move on. I'm just digging myself. Beep beep <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Back, back out of this one. A working mom in the '50s, and yeah. it's it's so funny because when I mentioned that, I said so there was there was no HR, and she goes, "What's HR?" We're like so, which which uh, so I said there was no human resources. And so, what did you do about stuff? Like, were you ever? Was there ever? And then she she recalled being like
1: attacked. Yeah, assaulted. And, yeah, and and
0: she had to uh, deal with that on her own and yes. with no one to tell. But yeah. she she dealt with it, boy.
1: Yeah, she 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 took matters into her own hands. She knows how to kick, and yeah. she knows where to kick. Yeah, so. <laughs> But she was a tough cookie and and back in the day she was the exception. You know, most people were stay-at-home moms yep. and she was able to whether they were single juggle, or not, right? <laughs> so she was able to balance both yep. a job and a family right so cohesively, so smoothly yep. and and I you have wonderful memories of oh. your childhood. Here's the thing.
0: Here's the this is something I mentioned to my mom. My mom was so engaged with us that uh As I said to her, I said, I don't remember any other mom on our block taking the kids on bike picnics... Except you. And here's my mom who has the job. And none of the other moms had jobs. Right. So my my mom just really had a way with uh, dealing with her time and uh, allowing for uh, enough time. And yeah, because we would have these like mom would say, "Okay, get your get your friends together. We're going to go down to the river for a picnic. And so sure enough, like I'd have four or five of my buddies on bikes mm -hmm. and away we go.
1: Well, she was really invested in the family, in the community, in her work. Yeah, uh, you know, she's all in. She's she, yeah. she's that kind. She's that kind of person. That's why I think this idea of having her mm-hmm. you know, recall and write down and reminisce over some of her successes and and her path is is so good on so many levels well, and interesting for the family yeah, too. Yeah,
0: and we created. I'm going to say six or seven different folders. You know, including CFQC, the first television and Lumbee Productions and Bubba. All these folders and family. And so she is busy now uh, starting these stories. And the idea, I said, okay, if, if it turns into a book, mom, great. But if it's just, if it just ends up being a cathartic way of getting your memoirs out, then that's, that's fine too. But I'm telling you, there's a book there. Like, there is a
1: book there. She's an original.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that was great. We had a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, really enjoyed hanging out with Tom and Lisa my my sister and brother-in-law just redid their whole place and it's just uh, you know I think my sisters missed her calling she could design uh, like what they did to this house
1: <laughs> the before and after is breathtaking yeah, yeah
0: it really is so yeah. uh, we, we really had it we had some barbecues we had some great great laughs and uh, uh, watched some blue Jay games it was just absolutely perfect um, and uh, and then uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, when I was leaving, I just want to mention this before I forget. When I was leaving, and I was in the Montreal airport, uh huh, there was, and I got a picture of it. I'll put this on the Facebook page. At Jeff and Julie moved to France, there was a place for dogs to pee in the I, I airport.
1: Think, I think that's brilliant.
0: Well, sure. There's so many dogs traveling now,
1: but can they do their? Um, well, they, I'm sure they can do number two. Yeah. It's
0: it was just like a little, you know, fake grass square of about three feet by three feet and it had a fire hydrant on it <laughs> and when i when i noticed it there was a little dog on there i couldn't get my camera out quickly enough to show him peeing but that's probably okay that's
1: okay that's, that's okay fine. Yeah. yeah
0: but uh anyway I, I i showed that um and uh you'll you'll see that little thing i think it's a great idea
1: were there was there a stand where there was little um doggy I, I, bags I, I, so that I, they could pick up the I, I little don't, i don't know. the presents i don't know Okay. I, I, I didn't. And, do, do, like, I don't, is it, like... I don't know. Is there air? I don't know. Did it smell? I, I don't know. I don't...
0: It's oh. it's a pee pad. Okay. I don't know. It didn't smell. Okay. So who knows? They've got it figured out. Okay. Obviously, they would have put the smell into the equation, I think.
1: You would think, yeah. yeah. It's in, indoors and... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's an that's interesting very interesting concept
0: and then i uh uh then howard my buddy howard humble howard uh humble and fred of course who host this this podcast thanks again guys uh he came all the way out uh in his new tesla uh to kw to pick me up and
1: yeah and I, all, all i can I, yeah. all you've been talking about is tesla this tesla that tesla amazing tesla la la I la just, la la i just
0: i just I'm gobsmacked by this car. Huh. I am like, you know, my. I'll get to my concerns with with electric cars, but they, they don't matter. But th- th- this car, <laughs> first of all, the giddy up on this car. Howard says you can go from zero to one hundred in four seconds. My head snapped back. He, we got out onto the onto the freeway, and he goes, "Okay, watch this," and he matted it. And I'm telling you, my head snapped back.
1: Huh. I didn't, I didn't think electric cars had oh, that kind of oomph.
0: Just no delay whatsoever. The huh. only difference is, and you have to get used to this because I did drive it for a while, it's incredible, is that when you take your foot off the gas, it slows right down.
1: Oh, I see. Right, I see.
0: Because so it's not d- gas. Did he
1: have the Model 3 or the Y? I, I,
0: my understanding was Howard's is, uh, and he's got some deal with the, some Tesla guy, uh, is that it's the entry level. Uh-huh. And then uh, when this deal is over, he is all about leasing one. He's going to try and, and maybe lease the one above, but like because there's no like motor, there you have a trunk space at the front and the back.
1: Huh? Interesting. And so good for traveling road trips. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the dashboard has nothing on it except a screen. When I say nothing, huh. I mean not a thing. It's huh. just a strip right across the front in front of you, and you have a big screen about the size of a laptop screen, and all the information is on there.
1: Huh. So, it just it's just the, the uh, essential information, so you don't need any controls. Correct. Wow.
0: No control. Th- there's one little switch the size of, you know, your typical uh, window washer switch. In, yeah. That is your gear switch. Huh. That's it. That's that's great, incredible. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I, I I asked him. So my concerns have been about charging, mm-hmm. and you know, you go on a trip, and okay, now you got to go to a supercharged station. It's twenty minutes, whereas you know, filling up your tank is not that long with gas. Um, but boy, North America is way behind Europe on the charging stations.
1: Oh, really. Did you see a lot of Teslas on the road oh, in Canada? Oh, yeah,
0: but not like here. Uh-huh. But we did see quite a few.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: Because when you're in one, all of a sudden you notice the other That's ones. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, there are, I mean, the Tesla is the top selling car, EV, in Europe.
0: Is it the top selling car, or did the top selling electric car?
1: Electric car. Oh, I see. Top selling, yeah. So the two, the two models, the Y and the Model Three, are are the top two, and then it's two Volkswagens that are in in, uh, in oh, spot three and four. I see. And then a car called Daria that I don't I don't know.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Um, but you know, um, we see quite a few charging stations, even in rural France.
0: Well, okay, just to give you a quick idea, I don't want to get too, you know, into the minutiae here, but uh, there are four hundred and seventy nine thousand public charging points in in Europe in twenty twenty two, and in North America there are only 75,000 in wow. Canada 20,000. Wow. I know, way behind.
1: And and Canada's massive, so how 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 does that how does that
0: work? And probably most of them are going to be in BC, uh Quebec and Ontario.
1: So do most people have their own charging station?
0: Right. So Howard has a So here's here's what I got from it. And I don't know if this comes with the car or if Howard had to pay for it separately, probably pay for it separately, but he needed to have it brought into his garage. And for him to charge the 480-kilometer maximum tank, let's call it, Mm -hmm. uh, takes about five hours. So an overnight plug, right? Yeah. But you can go to, like, you know, uh, Sherway Gardens Mall, for instance, in Toronto, and go shopping, plug it in for 20 minutes, and...
1: so there's a supercharger there.
0: Supercharger there.
1: And does your car tell you where the the charging stations are? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the other thing is, uh, so Tesla has some proprietary charging stations, I believe, oh. which they're working to make uh, available for everyone else, I, hmm. my understanding. But yeah, he can hit a button on his screen and it'll just pop up nearest charging station and the directions to get there.
1: That's great. Yeah. Well, France is, is number 2 in Europe with the number of charging stations. Well, France has 82 th-
0: So France has more charging points than North America.
1: That's amazing. North America. Wow. Wow. But I think it's it's more evolved here. I think the electric yeah. car is more it is more in in people's minds. I mean, it's I th- I read somewhere where it's 13% of car sales in 2023. So Yeah, well. That's that's a that's a lot.
0: I have now resigned myself to the thought that the, the current gas—they're not guzzlers, but the current gas uh, cars that we have— Yeah, we uh, thought
1: we were doing really well by getting diesel.
0: By, we, which we were. It's better than gas, yeah. uh, I think. You, don't, you use less. But they'll be our last ones.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll, we're, we're still going to be driving these cars for, s- for quite some time. But it's worth investigating because I think the price of the EVs are, are going to be coming down.
0: Yeah. Like Howard Howard figured that uh, he'd be looking at uh, a lease of over a three-year lease looking at in the $800 to $900 range. And, you know, that's what I used to pay for my uh, Grand Cherokees right. years and years ago. Right. The so big, The big boy car. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway.
1: Well, okay. Well, Speaking of cars, that brings me to the French phrase of the day.
0: Excellent, eh?
1: This is actually in French, but it's a quote from Winston Churchill, so clearly the original language was anglais. But that
0: doesn't matter. No,
1: it doesn't. I I just thought this was interesting.
0: Here, I'm looking at it now. Thank you for providing me with my copy.
1: You're welcome. Sous le capitalisme, les gens ont davantage de voitures. Sous le communisme, ils ont davantage de parking.
0: (laughs) I think I got this. Under capitalism, the people uh, have an advantage with cars? Uh,
1: Davantage is more.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, Okay, the people have more uh, cars. Mm -hmm. Under socialism, uh, the people have more parking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah and it's communism.
0: Oh yeah. Well sorry. Did I say socialism?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, sorry, under communism the people have more parking. Okay, that's good. He had he's got a million quotes about socialism and communism. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Love Winston Churchill.
1: Anyway, so it's kinda of like a non French. French phrase of
0: the the day. day. Uh, Before we leave you today, I just wanted to catch up on some of the comments on the Facebook page. Hello, Jeff and Julie. I've only recently stumbled upon your podcast and wanted to commend you both on how helpful and enjoyable your banter has been. My wife and I also fell in love with Southwest France a few years ago and purchased a spot in the Sarlat area roughly a year after you started your adventure. So 2021, I guess. Our trials and tribulations have gone down a similar path, but Mm. like you, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. trade it for the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please keep up the good work and be sure to add a few minutes to your next excursion to the Bainac, a a rock, uh, no, gag gag, hack? No. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be Gagak. No, but we're Gashiach? going to... Uh, Gagiak? Uh,
1: yeah, so it, it, we've been to Baynac and Cezanac, so it's just a little north of there. okay. So we, yeah.
0: To see Sarlat la Canada. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is truly the jewel of the Paragord Noir. Bien cordialement... Brent Curry from Atlanta, Georgia. And I've, I've since kind of exchanged a few notes with Brent. and oh, that's so cool. They're going to be popping back up here in uh, in September for a while. So I know we've got some.
1: It's so, yeah, it's so neat that people just stumble.
0: <laughs> uh, our last chapter, number yes. 79, uh-huh. uh, about La Machine. Remember oh, yeah, yeah. Over? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is from Lorna Tuck. Love your podcast. You amuse me. <laughs> With your grand adventurous spirits and your perspectives on the differences in daily life, uh, our buddy Mike Richards on Chapter 79, La Machine. Wow, it's just such an understanding on how to live life—simplicity and completely satisfying. So pure and uncomplicated. Don't now, just now. Hang on.
1: He's not doing the paperwork. No, no, no. He meant.
0: He meant. I knew you. I knew you. Did he
1: mean that you were uncomplicated? <laughs> Like, what's he smoking over there? <laughs> no, he didn't mean that either. Okay, what did he mean? He meant
0: that the concert uh-huh. and the whole lifestyle at La Machine, oh, yeah. where you go and you pay a few bucks <laughs> and you see a concert and you have some dinner outside and some beer and a bar, uh-huh. he meant that's uncomplicated, oh, which I completely I agree with. I see. that. You yes, You don't see that very often in Canada or to, to that level.
1: Not, not like La, La Machine, no.
0: It wasn't like a license to go and bury me.
1: I, I wasn't trying to bury you. I just was a little confused. But um, yeah, I I, I get it now.
0: <laughs> and finally, from Eric Magditch on exceptional closings. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. I thought of you, Jeff and Julie, when my wife and I went to a CAA store in Brampton to get our passport photos taken. What's a CAA store?
1: Uh, oh, CAA is g- the auto club.
0: Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, I checked the hours on the website before we left. Open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We arrived there at 1.25 p.m. Only to find a sign on the door closed for lunch. What? That
1: never happens in Canada.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So it's not just France now. It's
1: it's spreading. Uh,
0: Well, that's it for Chapter 80. Thanks very much for your comments. And uh, thanks for continuing to support our podcast. We appreciate any and all input at Jeff and Julie Move to France on our Facebook page next week. Um we will uh well we we'll, we'll, we hope to have a report on the nearby Chateau de Sainte-Foi. Sainte-Foi. Sainte-Foi.
1: Yes. It's a, a privately owned chateau and the couple will give a guided tour and of, of their chateau.
0: And it won't be 42 degrees. No. All right. That's it for now. We'll see you next week.
1: Au revoir.